Thoughts Comics Now. You are listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 150, where we strongly recommend, but only lightly review, the best of the new comic books that just came out this last Wednesday, March 28th. And this particular podcast believes the inspiring words of Eric Draven when he said, it can't rain all the time. I'm your host and comic book advocate, Chris Latore, along with my co-host here, Jables. Yo, in that movie, though, it rained all the time. Right, but Eric Draven <laughs> said that it can't rain all the time. There were actually four days in the movie it didn't rain. But anyway, <laughs> thank you for joining me, host of the Sunspot Scene podcast. How are you doing? Uh, you... Doing pretty well, man. I mean, you know, as well as I possibly can be. I'm here with you, so, you know, not nice. too well. Didn't you go yeah. see Ready Player One just recently, too? <laughs> I did just go see Ready Player One. Uh, that's uh, going to be in the, uh, the the next episode of the uh, Sunspot, Sunspot Scene? Scene podcast. 16? Uh, episode 16? Uh, episode 16, yeah. Fantastic. Well, thanks for, for joining me here, Jables. I really appreciate it. And thank you guys, yes, the people that are in, I'm inside your ear holes right now, for listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. And I hope that you're having a great day or whatever it is that you're that's going on and that your day gets better. We would yeah. appreciate it if you would hit the subscribe button. Yeah, uh, we would appreciate it if you hit the subscribe button uh, to our Sunspots Comics and Sunspot Scene Podcast. Yes. Uh, check out our past podcasts on our giant feed Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and my dad on Xbox Live, uh, and on YouTube uh, under one name, at Sunspots Comics, and you can find me at, at Sunspots Scene. It drives me nuts when you thing. hear things that have like five different <laughs> handles, right? Yeah. So I really took pride in like having it all just one name, at Sunspots Comics, yeah. so it's easy. I mean, I have my personal, and then I have the, you know, the Sunspots Scene yes. you know, handles. So and I, at Just know, Sunspots. Yeah, that's my personal one. Yes, you check them out. One too if you want. Check them out. Swipe, swipe to the right, ladies. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and some thank yous and some shout outs. First, of course, thank you to our sponsor, Pop Up Tea at popuptea.com. If you love a giant gabagool of nerdy t shirts, you're going to love Pop Up Tea's huge selections. Please check out popuptea.com slash collection slash sunspots comics to see some of the comic book pop-up tees that me and jables actually picked because they made a little page and put them there for us but most importantly use the promo code sunspots comics to get 25 percent off on any shirt order even clearance shirts so that's that's pretty cool so thank you popup uh, com for uh, sponsoring the show yeah i actually got a new one i just posted a picture of it's my wakanda 310 shirt well, the shirt's bet. 15 bucks on the site, and if you use Sunspots Comics as your promo, you'll get 25% off of that shirt. It's very cool. Check what a out, deal. Yes, check out Wakanda310 on popuptea.com. And also thank you to... Uh, my Uncle Nick, Uncle Nick Papa George over there uh, for making the Sunspots <laughs> Comics theme song. Um, please check out everything that he does for his band Solution and his solo stuff. His solo stuff yes. is really awesome. The Power um, Within You, that song? Yeah, he, has, that he has a whole album too on, on uh, the iTunes you know stuff. Of uh, his own stuff. It's great. Uh, it's great. But go to uh, solutionmusic.net and facebook.com slash solutionreggae for his uh, his band. Um, and also, I think his name is um, Nicholas Dell. Yes. On everything. Nicholas period Dell uh, on everything. D-E-L-L. Uh, check everything out that he does. It's, it's, it's a real good mixture of reggae, rock, and some ska mixed in there, minus the trumpets and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really good music. I listen to him almost daily. Uh, so... 
yeah, I mean, thank you, Uncle Nick, for doing all that stuff. It's kind of cool uh, when you have someone you know and you're listening to their music like on your phone and you're like, I know this guy. It's yeah, cool. it's always kind of interesting <laughs> when I when I'm like driving around with people randomly that I know and like his his music will come on and I'm like, hey, I know this guy. <laughs> like this is my uncle. Like, yeah, it's so cool. But yeah, thank you, <laughs> Nick, and please check out his band Solution. I borderline brag about you, so I brag. There's no, border, there's no borderlining. <laughs> I try to tone it down. I don't want to be that guy. Like, it's my uncle, man. He makes music, man. You know, so. I know him. Uh, <laughs> also, thank you to you, Jables. Thank you oh, on welcome. your spinoff podcast you're doing for the Sunspots Comics uh, podcast, which is called Sunspot Scene. So tell the folks a little bit about that in case you haven't heard. Well, Sunspot Scene is uh, generally on the film and television uh, news and entertainment era of of the uh, the you know enter- entertainment space. So uh, I, I talk a lot about movies and I talk a lot about TV. Uh, occasionally we talk about some news, uh, right. but it's generally me or my buddy Moises uh, with me who we 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 go back and forth on reviews. Uh, sometimes we'll even play games uh, here and there. It's just a it's a real fun kind of off the cuff you know. Podcast. I really enjoy doing it. Uh, so Off if you if, script. So yeah. So if you if you enjoy um, you know comic books and stuff like that, but you also love movies, come and check us out. Sunspot Scene. Uh, you can follow me uh, uh, on. You can follow the actually. You can follow the Sunspot Scene Instagram page at Sunspot Scene. Yes. Um, and you can also follow me at Just Sunspots. Uh, I usually put some some stuff on my story, particularly, uh, you know, for the Sunspot Scene stuff. So check all that stuff out. Uh, I've been recently getting deeper into the account, so I might even uh, follow you back or shout you out. So Hey, shout out, speaking of, to Matt, your buddy going off to the Air Force. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, th- the third part of your Kung Pao 3 Delight. Yeah. So be safe out there, Matt. And uh they're gonna Skype you. You're you're not yeah. gonna you're not gonna be able to escape the Sunspot Spot <laughs> Scene podcast. They're go- they will find you, yeah. no matter where you are in boot camp or whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I think as soon as he comes back, uh, he he told me that he doesn't want to stop doing it. But you know he's gonna be around the world. So I mean, nice. Whenever he comes back, he'll definitely be back on the third member of the Kung Pao Three Delight. Uh, yes, it's still around. So you're in our thoughts, Matt. Be safe out there, and thank you for your service in advance. <laughs> and what's uh, episode 15? I've already listened to. What's uh, give us the gist of 15 that's available now? Episode 15 uh, was me by me by myself. Uh, I reviewed a lot of stuff that was on Netflix. I reviewed the the newest season of Jessica Jones, season two. Season two. Yeah, I reviewed the I reviewed. Um, a show on there called uh, Altered Carbon, which I really like. You talked me into that one, by the way, on your show. Really? I'm going to check that one out. Yeah, Altered definitely Carbon. check that one out. If you're into sci-fi, anything sci-fi, you know, Blade Runner-esque, really, really entertaining, really interesting concept. Um, and then I also reviewed Duncan Jones's uh, newest movie on Netflix called Mute with Paul Rudd in it. Um, yes, I already saw the trailer for that on your recommendation, so mm-hmm. I'm going to definitely check that one. It's weird to see Paul Rudd as like a bad guy. Yeah, well, it's not really revealed in... Till later in the movie, but yeah, well, he looks devious. I mean, yeah, even that isn't yeah, a spoiler. Kinda, he's kind of uh, in the movie. He's kind of this on the edge character who yeah. does like, I like some that. devious stuff, and you're just kind of like, whoa, like he, this is Ant Man, like you know what I mean? Like, and I also like on episode 15 that you sprinkled in some Oscar talk. Yeah, like that's uh, cool that you, I you watched to, it. Yeah, I try not to bore people with it. <laughs> no, because really I, I get really deep into the Oscars. I really actually watch all the ceremony and stuff. And, and I really say go deeper uh, next year. Yeah. I say you do an Oscar podcast. I could, I could. I wanted to, but again, it's I didn't want to isolate anybody who doesn't want because the Oscars are very artsy, one. you know. So do a separate one of the I could, Oscars. I could, I could do a full episode. I think it's interesting. So there's got to be, and I'm not that a hardcore of an Oscars mm. fan, but you like 
picked some of the spots I think were interesting. So yeah, do that again. What's coming up on episode sixteen of Sunspot Scene uh, Podcast? Well, we I I just me and Moise just saw Ready Player One, uh, and we have a mm. special guest lined up. Uh, some somebody who you know I know it's nobody nice. famous or anything, but um, <laughs> he's uh, famous I in wish. your world. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we have a special guest uh, that's going to be on that podcast with us. Nice. Um, and so we're going to review Ready Player One. Um, I think that's all I really have on the docket right now. Cool. I think I really want to get deep into that because I'm a huge fanboy of the book. So I mean, Excellent. we'll see. We'll see when that comes around. But, but as soon as I record it, I'll blast it on everything. So. Just be ready for very that. Very nice. Very nice. So thank you for doing that. Check out Sunspot Scene at Sunspot Scene on their Instagram. So let's get into it, Jables. Let's start the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 150, starting let's out with it. some stuff that's been floating around up inside of our nerd brains. <laughs> the first thing that you actually mentioned right off the off the top of the show here that was lodged in our brain was that the Fantastic Four is coming back. Yeah. Um, it's been a while since I've read anything Fantastic Four. It's been a while I think the since last... anybody has, honestly. Yeah, I mean, well... <laughs> Even with sales numbers, how they were, yeah. nobody was reading it yeah, when it true. disappeared at the end there. Um, I mean, it's kind of blasphemous, right? Because that's the first <laughs> Marvel, you know... Family. Fa- well, not even just that. That was one of the first Marvel titles. Sure. Right? The Mar- Fantastic Four was what brought Marvel to its fame. Yes. Back in the day. And, you know, one of the original... Jack Kirby, Stan Lee team-ups ever, you know? Spider-Man was in it. Like, yeah. it's kind of blasphemous that it just disappeared. But now right. that it's back, it's going to be kind of interesting to see, um, you know, kind of come come back around. And what was the the last interpretation was, like, the Future Foundation, right? Yes. Spider-Man was in it. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, without Johnny. Those that white was, outfits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was the last thing I remember reading. There has been some other inclination. There's also been... In the series where Doctor Doom now is uh, is trying to become the Sorcerer, Sorcerer Supreme, Supreme, ultimately, you had uh, the Thing and Johnny Storm in it. Also, Reed Richards showed up, but it was like a demon pretending to be Reed Richards. So we were like close to three of the four there that teased it. And so now there's even I'm looking at this article from the New York Times. They covered the Fantastic Four coming back, and then it's going to be written by Dan Slott, who did Spider Man Forever. Nice, because he's leaving that, doing Invincible Iron Man, and this. And the nice. Fantastic Four. Drawn by Sarah Pacelli, which, look at her art. It is gorgeous stuff. I'm excited that she's doing art on the Fantastic Four main title. So it's uh, relatively scheduled for the beginning of August. Okay. So it's coming. I think what's also, like, scratch the itch for us the, of, of the of the realm of that sort of... That sort of the way Fantastic Four is designed is The Incredibles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's been, like, the best <laughs> inclination of the Fantastic Four that we've ever seen. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. the only and they got a part good, two coming yeah. out. I mean, don't, I have a guilty pleasure for the old Fantastic Four movies with Jessica Alba and, you know, uh, Captain America. Um, but uh, I, you know, I, I don't judge them as harshly as... Because I was a kid when those came out, and, like, for some reason that was, like, one of the introductions into superheroes of my life. Uh, so I, I kind of liked the old movies, but... It, you know, d- diving into the history of what Fantastic Four should have been that mm-hmm. was not portrayed in the comic or in the movies, like I'm excited to see where they can go and maybe cover some new ground and and really kind of explore parts of the Marvel universe that I've been missing. Yeah, you know, because they're a cosmic. They're they're supposed to be doing cosmic-y type stuff, right? Yes. Like that's what they're known for. Yes. So I mean, let's see. Let's science-based cosmic type stuff, and I think we've been lacking that. Um, in the Marvel Universe, a smidge. Or the Thanos series comes to mind in the in yeah. the realm recently of the very cosmic and out there space adventuring. But I also just read in this article that Dan Slott is completing his 10-year run with Spider-Man. 
which is crazy, yeah, wow. and that they're lining them up for at least 55 issues of the Fantastic Four, Whew, which will take them years. to a landmark issue number 700. Wow. So I bet you that's when his contract comes up for renewal. So depending on how he does with those fifty five, leading up to seven hundred, like that's that was the mark where he was just like, yeah. By then, I can. I, I have nothing left to talk about. There's nothing in me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just gonna have you know issues of the Fantastic Four just having lunch reruns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting Going and watching. Yeah. There, there you go. But super excited! I can't wait to see what Dan Slott's going to do to the Fantastic Four. I'm all in. Can't wait till August comes. I'm and Sarah Pacelli on art. Look at all of her stuff, including her image work. Phenomenal stuff. Beautiful, beautiful artist Sarah Pacelli. So, very, very cool. So we'll move on there. And the next thing that's up inside of our nerd brains uh, for me, which I've actually seen but you haven't, is the episode one, season one of Krypton. I know, right? I'm the supposed to be the movie TV guy. Like, how come I haven't seen this yet? Right. Um. But yeah. <laughs> so I will not spoil it, of course. But light spoilerish alert for folks that haven't seen it. But uh, ultimately, I'm going to stick with this for a minute. It is a, a. I was kind of expecting it for it to fit into that CW sort of, you know, cookie cutter yeah. feel of of a CW show, but it's on sci-fi or Siffy, and <laughs> and it has a little on different syphilis. feel. I know they're pouring all the money into the debut issue here, the debut episode. So we'll see how they reel that reel those funds back. Yeah. Because uh, they run out of all the money. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it looks very good. It has an epic kind of feel to it. I like that they're setting up the factions, the different families, from the Zod family, of course, to the, you know, to the L family, and its uh, its premise is the great great grandson of Jor-El. So it's and, and they're the great, also great grandfather of Jor-El. No, great great grandson. What? So this is in the future or the past? Um, it's uh. No, grandfather, you're yeah, right. Yeah, that's what Sorry, I was going to say. <laughs> great-great-grandfather of Jor-El, yes. Is, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. so it's Superman's great-great... It seems like Seg-El, but yeah, it yeah. is. The, that's right, great-great-grandfather. But there is a time traveler involved that visits... Yeah, and he looks like some random white dude, like, just like a... <laughs> he's like, like wearing hey, what's a, up, man? He's like wearing a Detroit I'm, uh, hat, and he's just I'm like... I'm Joe, and uh, <laughs> just letting you know, man, your great-great-great-grandson, he's like really dope. <laughs> and here's his cape. Right. <laughs> you know how all you guys can't fly here on Krypton? Well, he, he can, flies. man. He can. <laughs> and he kind of and he ends up being a pretty big deal. So don't screw up anything here. <laughs> no pressure, but the entire universe just is depending yeah. on what you do here, Segel. <laughs> but I can uh, just picture it like like him really just being like a Joe Schmo like random dude <laughs> who was like, "Hey man, like we're going to let you take the cape back. Um, we're a little busy, so you can just go back in time to Krypton and uh, drop this off to this guy. Um, don't don't ruin anything. Just, yeah, yeah. just, just hand him the cape and leave. And he's like, dude, big fan of your your, your, uh, your grandson there, bro. But uh, just letting you know, like, here's his cape and stuff. But uh, he's super strong and stuff. And you just great. turned this into Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> you just like time traveling. Like this, most excellent guys are going to like rule the universe with their so awesome choice, music. Bro. It's if you screw it up, <laughs> the universe will explode. No pressure. Sixty nine, and then and then he disappears. Don't be yeah. bogus. <laughs> excellent, <Yeah>. excellent. <laughs> I'm jazzed they're doing a third part of that, by the way. Uh, uh, yeah. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure Part 3. They're already kind of... You can see photo shoots of it. There's <laughs> interviews on... Had a yeah, of, yeah it, People Magazine had it on their site, had interviews with the two of them. 
uh, about the Bill and Ted Excellent Adventure. They're, they're bringing back everyone, the original like director and producers and everybody. You know what would be so sick is in if they made a third movie and like just have Keanu be John Wick. <laughs> you, you know, go. like and so like the or other a guy, version of him that they see. Yeah. <laughs> right, at least. Yeah. A cameo? Or so like the other guy, like uh, I forget his name, uh something Winter's Winter, Winter Alex Winter. Alex Winter, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um he's just regular, you know, Bill. <laughs> and so like he's like, Yeah, bro. Like, what's up, bro? And then Keanu's like, you know, like just straight up John Wick killing like, people. He's just all serious, like shut up. Shut up. Yeah. The future's important. We gotta do the right thing. With a pencil. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> They'll have to have a. I, I also on People Magazine they talked about the premise of, of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure Part Three, is that like they <laughs> their current age as yeah, they are now they don't yeah. age them older or younger but the future hasn't even come close to happening yet. <laughs> That's the yeah, premise. Supposed to be like their the... music's supposed to take over the world yeah. and make everyone unify and the planets align. Remember? Yeah. And none of that's happened. So their wives are kind of like giving them crap. Like, hey guys. uh... You When's gonna... the world gonna get all excellent? Like you guys keep talking about. <laughs> so that's the start of the movie. He works uh-huh. as an insurance salesman, and <laughs> right. one's a car dealership owner. And like, yeah. But they're anyway, just, they're normal regular dudes. Never, <laughs> never. <laughs> Krypton has nothing to do with Bill and Ted's. But anyway, we went there. But uh, I say check it out. It's a definite look. Give the uh, the premiere episode a try. It's on the Sci-Fi Network. It's Krypton. I think episode two is already out. I've only seen the first one, but decent enough for me to give it a look again. So, there you go. So, that uh, concludes the stuff that's up inside of our <laughs> Let our us know if brains. you want, like, a special episode with Joe, the guy who delivers the cape to yes. uh, Segel or whatever his right. name is. Because uh, we'll do that. I believe it's Adam Strange. We'll, we'll, I think it said his oh, name it's Adam. Oh, it's Adam Strange? Yeah. Damn it. Well, <laughs> if it was just Joe, that'd be awesome. It's just, like, a uh, regular dude. Just like, some guy. Big fan, man. Uh, kind of time-traveled on accident, <laughs> but I'm here. Don't screw up everything. Uh, <laughs> Also, just a quick mention, I'm actually creating my very own comic book called Zombie Destroyers. And this is a passion project. We're staring at it on my walls currently. It's right in front of us. It's a comic book I've wanted to create since I was a little kid. And I just wanted to give a little shout out to the artist of my comic book because I'm doing the writing. But the art is done by Jordan Hudson. Hey, Jordan. Happy birthday, by the way. Uh, you're coming up on 30, man. Look at you. Got the gray hairs you popping. You're in like that, man. Like- <laughs> that number's coming. He's only 12, okay? <laughs> But uh, happy birthday, Jordan. And also, thank you for doing the art on Zombie Destroyers. It's gorgeous. Check out just his art on Instagram at scablad. S-K-A-B-L-A-D-D. Just a quick update. Uh, He's mailed off the last two pages of issue number one. Can you believe that? Really? Yeah. So there's a little bonus page that we're creating for the issue. Uh, So we're still working on that. But we're tentatively looking like summertime, hopefully. Get the writing and the coloring and lettering and everything done, which is all my duty. And we'll be looking to get out, get Zombie Destroyers issue number one out there to you. So please take a look at it. If you want to see what Zombie Destroyers looks like, the comic book that I've created, just go to sunspotscomics.com, click on Zombie Destroyers. I've got the cover page, I've got the first four pages, and even a picture of Jordan's dad. Did you see that picture of Jordan's dad? I did. He rocks it, man. (laughs) Cosplaying this character named Bruce that I created. It's friggin' fantastic. But anyway, go to sunspotscomics.com, click on Zombie Destroyers for a little update on my comic book. And also now, I just want to mention the segment that I did called Spotlighting, which a few weeks ago, I posted this interview uh, with a comic book artist and movie director called Troy Nixie. Did you hear that thing, man? Yeah, I listened to it. It I'm pretty proud of it. It was interesting. And I just wanted to quickly mention it. I posted it a few weeks ago. It's a guy named Troy Nixie, fantastic artist of this comic book called Vinegar Teeth, and he directed a movie that Guillermo del Toro, yes, Mr. Shape of Water Mm -hmm. himself. Oscar uh, winner. I know, it's nuts, right? 
He, it's called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. And it's actually really good. I say actually because I don't really like horror. But it was a fantastic movie. <laughs> we talk about that and comics and a whole bunch of other stuff. So it's on the feed. And please follow him on his social media at Troy Nixie. Just his name. I'm really proud of it. It's a great interview. Check it out. It's on the feed. It's called Spotlighting. I've been blessed. Just had some great people come on the podcast. I've got more coming. Uh, so hang in there and listen to more and go check out the feed. There's a bunch of interviews with me with people that are trying to break into the comic book business. So like myself, I'm trying to get in there. It's difficult. We want to talk to people, have nice little conversations. And so people can find their comic book work, whether they're doing it now or just trying to break in. Send us a sample. Send us like a review copy. Just send it to my email to either mine or Justin's. I'm Chris at sunspotscomics.com. And uh, Justin at sunspotscomics.com. Yeah, we'll check out your comic. We'll see what it's all about. And we'll have you here on a future podcast where we can have a discussion and talk about you're, you're trying to break into comics or are you doing comics. So that's our little segment called Spotlighting. Yeah, so or we now, can just hang out. Yeah, mm-hmm. just hang out. Have a chit-chat. <laughs> a nerdy-focused chit-chat, right? So here we go now, on to the main course, the centerpiece, the main part of the Sunspots Comics podcast, where we talk about our comic book reviews and recommendations, where we share with you our favorite new comic books that we recommend. They just came out, New Comic Book Day, Wednesday, March 28th. It's all about the brand new comics, and of course... Uh, semi, semi spoilerish alert. Right. Uh, we we do uh, go into details. We try to leave the what's it called, like the back half of the issue. Yes. Alone. Uh, but don't worry. We work really hard to inspire and buy these comics, or for you to inspire and buy uh, to buy these comics without yes. spoiling them. Uh, we never discuss the last few pages, so you don't have to worry about that. Yes, but we just in case you've been super duper light, semi spoilerish alerted, and to see everything encapsulated as to what's going on with Sunspots Comics, click on. Go to sunspotscomics.com, click on the pull list, you'll see the updated titles. I've got 132 comics that I'm reading, which is bonkers. Uh, just update it every single week. It's a simple website. It's light. It's breezy. Just go to sunspotscomics.com, and you'll see everything that's going on there. We'd appreciate it if you visit it from time to time. So let's talk about the art winners, Jables. This week's cover and artist winner is one and the same person. This week, it is Jason Burroughs for his work on Moon Knight, issue number 193. What did you think of my selection as comic book artist and comic book cover artist of the week, Jables? Um, I liked the cover. I do... Liked? I, there was one comic that you liked? had uh, <laughs> that made this top five um, that I thought the art was maybe a little bit better. All right. Yes. I had a, a close second and third as well, so it was a tough pick for me. It was Nicholas Scott. You can't really... Nicholas Scott's Yeah, holy moly. But, uh, but I think that... Jason just edged them out. Let me talk about the cover first off. Uh, let's let's break it down, Jables. I just love that it's just like this full-on... In, jungle. In, yeah, jungle scene with Moon Knight like, perched on a tree where he's just basically like ready to pounce on this unsuspecting supervillain Ra mm-hmm. and his hands like on fire and like his group of mercenaries are with him. I mean, what did you think of all this gorgeous detail on the cover of Moon Knight 193? I mean, yeah, it was uh it was definitely predator like, you know. Yeah. You mentioned that uh the jungle is definitely very lush. Like it's a yes. lot of green, a lot of bright, you know, sunlight. Um something different from what you would see in like a regular superhero yeah, comic book. Yeah. Definitely stood cover. out. Look at the attention to light sort of down the center, you know, leading our eye oh. to where Moon Knight is very monochromatic. And there he is, kind of in shadow. Mm. Like, it's just it's just something special when you see that light sort of go right down the center of the page and bleed Spot- out in color. It's spotlighting. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's spotlighting. It's gorgeous, but uh, I absolutely love it. And you get a ton of that in this comic. I mean, he loves to play around with light. 
I think the most the, the thing that stands out most for me about Jason Burroughs' art is that he has this amazing way of like showing this sort of like slight like kind of progression sequence of art where he shows a face going from like anguish to hope in a few panels. You just see where Moonlight's kind of Moon Knight's kind of down on his luck here and he's sort of not believing in himself and he has this just sort of this look of anguish and then he's inspired by something in the comic and his yeah, sort of face changes. LSD. It took like an LSD change real quick. <laughs> well, that image that he holds of is his daughter and like it just brings from this moment of anguish to moment of just like anger, inspiration, mm -hmm. and determination to fight and beat his supervillain. And it's just this subtle way that you see in his eyes. I'm showing it to Justin like right now. Yeah. <laughs> but I just think it's 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 very hard in comics to do that. And it's something that should not be overlooked when you can actually show a little moment of progression in like three or four panels. And he just, I love that. It's just this slight little change in this progression. And Jason nails that. He pulls that off so amazingly well. That is not easy to do, folks. But a wide range of emotion. I mean, the color in it is fantastic. The action sequences are just so paired properly. I mean, what did you think of when they have the showdown between them, right? And how that looked between yeah, I mean, Ra and Moon Knight? It was beautiful. Um, there's definitely, like, you know, they, they play with a lot of fire in this. Yes. Honest. There was a big ring of fire, and they definitely played with He was a sun god, too, so it kind of made sense. Um... But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the art was great. I mean, I, I gotta remember that I'm just talking about the art because I want to talk about more stuff. Right. But, um... But they do, you're right in the orange, and, like, it's like they're yeah, on the surface of the colors. sun, yeah, like, like, fighting. Because of the fire. Like, mm -hmm. it looks like that. So, I love it. It has a great, unique sort of, sort of color tone and palette. Uh, easily the artist winner and cover artist winner uh, this week for sure, I believe. So... Now the breakdown. Uh, actually, uh, we read 15 comics, and five of them made it to the Great Ones recommendation list. Uh, two new number ones, and one of it made it to the top of the, the, the number one pick of the week, so yes. that's great stuff. Uh, that new number one, uh, wait, what? We'll announce it here briefly <laughs> yeah. in a second. <laughs> well, that is, so we don't, don't tell you now. But anyway, let's get into the top comic book recommendations, Jables, let's go. This is the Great Ones list of the new comic books that just came out March 28th. We recommend you go buy these at your local comic book shop today. Please support your local comic book shops. But now on to the countdown. Here we go. So there were five this week. So coming in at number five. Cyberforce number one. Yes, this is from Image Comics. This is uh, created by Mark Silvestri. He's one of the Image founders. Mm -hmm. uh, written by Matt Hawkins and Brian Hill with art by Attilio Rojo. So what were your thoughts on Cyberforce number one? This is... Old title from Image from the 90s, rebooting it, bringing it back to life. What did you think? Kind of reading it cold. I'm sure you well, didn't yeah, read the original. I've right? never read the original. Um, right. Well, it, it sort of dives straight in. Yeah. Uh, just uh, it, Like, the story, I feel... Yeah, give them a gist. Uh, so basically, this, I don't know, the cyber terrorist robot looking dude? Yeah. A uh, woman, maybe? It's a girl. Yeah. It is a girl. A okay, woman. so yeah, mm -hmm. the, like, destroys this big building i don't know what exactly. that looks like microsoft they have yeah. it, even a name that's similar right it was yeah. like <laughs> destroys this big building and leaves this uh, microtech microtech yeah <laughs> leaves this he's a security guard right i think that's what it was because he had a gun yeah you know that he he leaves him like severely injured and for some reason leaves him alive uh and after that i mean i don't even know if i want to if i should talk about that well, it gets straight into it but um <laughs> turns out that this this character can be saved. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, <laughs> and and like they, I it it's tough. They put this upon his daughter, right, to make yeah, that to final sort of make decision. decision. 
to kind of like, okay, well, sorry, you have to either decide to pull the plug on your dad, yeah, or or can we, do this? we can do this experimental procedure. I mean, she's it, the, the look of anguish on her face. She's just like, well, of course, like it's my dad. Like, do whatever it takes, and she just quickly signs all the documents, and and she's like. You, you feel for her. She's, you know, they, the way they draw her and she's in a wheelchair too. So it's just like, it's just, your heart just is melting for Karen. That's, uh, that's the main character's daughter. Um, Stryker, mm-hmm. right? That's, this is his origin. His, the character's name yeah. is Stryker, which we remember from the nineties. Um, I, you know, I wasn't the biggest <laughs> fan of Cyberforce back in the day. I did collect it a little, but everyone did because Image was such a hot commodity at the time. But I'm excited on this twist of how they're doing it here. Like, there's this underground medical facility, right, that's enhancing people. Yeah. That's ultimately what this is kind of about. And there's this crazy robotic woman terrorist we know nothing about. Very mysterious character. Yeah, it's wrecking up the world. That we got to build this team quickly. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, they've only got one, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, great cliffhanger at the end. Uh, yeah. We're not going to spoil, but I added this to the pull list. I definitely recommend checking it out, whether you knew the 90s run at all, at, at all because, uh, it is very different from that um, in in tone, but I like that it's it's re- rebooted, but into a, a little more serious world. And the they modernized artists, it. They modernized it probably because back in the nineties, you know, it was a lot of what like you know, I, the way the way I think of nineties comics, I think of like when Nightwing had that crazy weird costume. Sure, that's what that's the one image of nineties comic books. That pops into my head. Well, most people think about um, the pouches, continual oh, yeah. pouches, yeah. Um, you know, and that was just overrun. Yeah, yeah you're probably <laughs> right. But uh, this this definitely was like a something something that I you know you can look forward to. It, it does sort of leave it open ended, so like I yes. don't know exactly where it's going to be going. You said there's more people on this team. Yes. So I have no Cyber idea who these team. people are. So yes. we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'm going to continue reading it. Yeah, me too. I definitely enjoyed it. Great debut issue. So coming in at number four is from. From Image Comics, it's Black Magic, issue number 11. This is written by the infamous, the famous Greg Rucka, and fantastic, beautiful art from Nicola Scott. This would have been my art winner. Yeah. Because I, I follow Nicola Scott on, on everything, and the fact that she gets across so much of, of emotion and stuff yes. in these panels in a black and white story, yes. you know, is, is beautiful. So She's like a, a, a supreme charcoal penciling style artist. Yeah. It's gorgeous. has a very soft edge to everything, but hyper, hyper detailed. Um, so, yeah, it was like I, I went a little bit back and forth between uh, Jason uh, Burroughs and Nicola Scott. Nicola Scott has been the art winner and cover artist winner in the past. Oh, yeah, of course. And uh, that one just nudged out for Moon Knight because it was a really super excellent issue. But anyway, um, it's just Black Magic is great. It, it's mostly black and white, but they're also the subtle use of color yeah, when magic's awesome. being used is just gorgeous, right? Awesome. There's one that I liked... Uh, in particular, it's when um, that one uh, I forget her name. The character, the main character, Rowan, I think her name. Yeah, is. Rowan Black. Um, she was like pointing a gun at this demon-like character. Yes. And the demon like pushes the gun away. It's this one right yes. here. Yes. Um, <laughs> where it's just like this swirly blue light. Yes. And like they add it in, and it, it's so subtle, but it's it looks awesome. And I don't know how they yeah. do that. But... It's like they um like like there's someone's like throwing a flash on mm-hmm. right in the room. Yeah. And it's having a blur effect. It's almost like a lens flare. Like, if you think of what, you know, J.J. Abrams does. (laughs) Every scene. Every three seconds. It looks like that, but... uh, But better. Yeah, but in art (laughs) format in a comic book. It's interesting to see. It's a swirly little blue light. I thought it was very subtle and awesome. Yeah, it's like a Twilight Zone swirl, right? Like a black and white, but then it's faded out. I mean, just a great little touch there that she added in. 
that use of magic and that, yeah. uh, that sprinkling of color from time to time. But this, at its core, is about trust, I, I felt. Because it's, it's like, this, this has been a slow burn of a story, but this really picks up in this issue. It's kind of like their most action-packed one. Of uh, I'd say they maybe every five four issues, uh, they just kick up the action, and this happens right here in issue number eleven. So you've got uh, two factions that are after Rowan, like our main character, because this is all about witches, and this is a witch world here. But um, there is this uh, witch coven, ultimately that uh, it, it it's going after her confidant Alexandra, and that was kind of a tense moment, right? Yeah, I, I like that. And then the other faction is this action scene between this white witch, right? Mm. It's just this, she's just ominous. and She reminds me, she stepped right out of the Matrix movie, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, <laughs> kind of reminded me of um, um, Lestat. Yeah, From, that like, too, the interview bit, right? of the vampire. An like, androgynous, uh, yeah. asexual sort of character. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's what it reminded me. For like, me, remember in the Matrix, the girl that wore all white? And she's all, not like that. Oh, the, uh... Not like yeah, that. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Not like this, and then... She didn't have that accent, click. but... Yeah. <laughs> she did! <laughs> no. And she uh, looked like the about. negative opposite of Trinity in Matrix. Remember? She was a Trinity was all black, and then she was wearing all white. Yeah. And was very pasty white and mm. blonde hair, I think, too. Looks like that. Uh, ominous. Evil. And so there's a great fight scene action moment between Rowan and this unnamed white witch. That just looks hell. Just ugh. yeah, and she like froze time in this. It was yes. really interesting. They froze time in this this like couple pages. Yeah, it was a cool little effect. Um, I think I think like even the other characters in the comic like noticed it too. Yeah, like it it like it was some crazy spell that I guess it didn't stop time. Like they were it, like, moving slowed really fast. It down. Yeah, <laughs> they were like the flash. It was yeah, like a flash moment. I guess, yeah. But also, the, the last thing I'll mention about this is the tension with her muggle partner. Muggle? <laughs> and he's clueless. But he's, like, feeling that he can't trust her. Like I said, at the core, it's about trust. Uh, these, these factions are coming after her. She can't trust them. And there's the White Witch. But it comes down, too, to the her own partner, who's a muggle, is having difficulty trusting <laughs> her and knows that something else is going on, right? He's finally yeah. kind of cluing in. No match, yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> no match. Yeah. Muggly character so very interesting where's this going it's been fantastic solid pick it's been top pick of the weeks in the past check out black magic super super good gorgeous gorgeous art by nicholas scott yes and so now here we go now the top three jables let's break it into the top three in the countdown so here we go coming in at number three crow number one or crow memento mori number one um from idw uh, written by Roberto. Oh man, I, I can't. Riccioni. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, I want now I want pizza in Italian. <laughs> oh, you have to read that one too. Art by Werther Del Edera. Yes, and I follow him on everything. I follow both these guys on everything, and uh, I they've been they're really nice and like very approachable and have sort of responded to some of the things I've said, which is like, hey guys, I can't wait wait, wait to read the Crow Memento Mori. And uh, they just, like, respond back and, like, great, let us know what you think. So, hey, guys, if you're listening to the podcast, great stuff, man. You hit the top three here. So that's a that's a big deal for a debut issue, right? <laughs> so this is the first series in which looks like it's going to be a mini-series. I, I wasn't able to really dig enough info there, but I'll, if I, when I find out, I'll let you know. Uh, but what's interesting is this is the 25th anniversary of Brandon Lee's death, the star of the first and best Crow movie, in my opinion. The only Crow movie. Yeah, do the opinion. others exist? The other one and Brandon, I've always admired as just a human being and as this unique artist, philosopher, romantic sort of person. 
Uh, he's a great human being, and being the huge Brendan Lee fan that I am, I end of the original comic by James O'Barr. I just had to give this a go, and I was seriously surprised and happy and glad that I did. I mean, it's it's just been phenomenal. The op- opening sequence. Let's talk about the opening sequence here, Jables, of this. <laughs> of this, it's at Rome. It's in Rome. It's at night. It's during this storm. Let it, me tell you this. It looks beautiful. Tell, you, this, tell you, me. You really want to creep somebody out? You just read passages from the Bible <laughs> in the dark, and it's creepy. in the rain. Yeah. In Rome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Does it get any? More biblically horrifying yeah. than that. I mean, no. it, you walk into picture this. You walk into a room, and somebody's just sitting in your chair, <laughs> and it's pitch black in this room, reading passages from the Bible. Right. That is the scariest thing I think I would ever experience in my life. You're right. Um, what one single candle on? <laughs> yeah. Forget it. I'm out. Yeah. No, I'm going for the hills. Walk, I'd walk out my door that I just walked. You just in. hear me like, oh nope, <laughs> nope, exactly. not gonna do this. Anyway, the first couple pages were like this. There, oh, there was they're Bible reciting references. Yeah, and... all of them are passages about violent death in the Bible. Like Ezekiel twenty five seventeen. I don't think that's the exact passage, is it? It but, is. Uh, it, it is from it, the from the New Testament. From because oh, uh, it was a different quote from what uh, Samuel Jackson. It is because it actually Christian. comes from the New International Version of the Bible. Yeah. All but I if know you is look that at Old Testament. Um, Samuel Jackson yeah. reads the Old Testament Ezekiel twenty five seventeen. Old Testament on there. In in of course. Uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but yeah, there there is. A and you will right. know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. <laughs> I just thought it was some something badass to, to say before, to say I, before, before I, I kept the brother. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they lay out a bunch of just horrifying passages about death in the Bible in this opening sequence. Creepy. Which sets this fantastic, fantastic sort of tone here. Uh, beautiful silhouettes and this dark, shadowy tones are right here. And of course, the crow is going to be filled. This, uh, this, uh, this gives you what you want here, which is brutal violence, some heart wrenching. This tale of love and loss and revenge, uh, but I love just even the look of the new crow here. What did you think of the visual aspect of the new character? Um, crow? Well, the, it it looks like they because they from the first time you see him, it actually changes because he goes back to like not wearing makeup in that page. Um, he has blonde hair, I think, in this. He actually reminds me of the lead singer of uh, My Chemical Romance uh, in their... Gerard like, Way? Yeah, in the um, the last tour, the Black Parade tour. Oh, okay. It kind of reminds me of... Really? Yeah, I... kind of skinny, skinny, slender, black outfit, white, pale makeup, blonde hair. Um, <laughs> it's just kind of... Anyway, but it has a similar visual like that. I love the sort of black um, char- like charcoal that he sort of draws on his face I in think, the shape of a crow. Yeah, I think what's, awesome. interesting, what's interesting about this uh adaptation of the crow uh at least you know in this comic i don't know if they're going to be changing it um but uh he's an altar boy so he's religious yes like hyper religious and so he actually like in one of the panels does the 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 holy trinity yeah the sign of the cross yeah and uh i mean that just that you know invokes so much fear in me yeah because religion scares me sure uh, (laughs) (laughs) anyway but uh, yeah, you get it. So ultimately, you get an introduction of a new character. It it sort of seems like it wraps things up nicely here, but maybe not. If that's saying yeah. too much. But there's a brutal fight scene in this. Uh, I like that it sort of involves modern terrorism in a way, mm-hmm. and that's even more frightening. So yeah, you got like you know religion and death, fire, and damnation, and and terrorism. Yeah, what's yeah. scarier than all of that at night in Rome yeah. when when it rains? 
<laughs> when it rains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's some beautiful action sequences here. I love the way they just have the character sort of running uh, and jumping from rooftops. Yeah. It looks iconic and great. Looks cool. Yeah, it just has a great style. Reminded me of uh, the the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, know? sure. Like that that one the cover page where Batman's kind of flying through the air with the oh, lightning yeah. behind there him. There you go. And a lot of, a lot of that kind of imagery where it's raining. You know, yeah. The crows jumping off this building. There's like a lightning strike yes. right behind him. It was cool looking. Beautiful timing. That's uh, even goes back to even the original Crow from James O'Barr. Mm-hmm. Uh, those sort of moments. So. I'm definitely feeling bits of the movie, bits of the original comic. It's just a nice homage. I even like when the character's eyes sort of light up red. It's like when he's going for his kill move, his eyes, his eyes sort of light up red or glow red or just turn blush blood red. Yeah. Uh, that's a better way to describe it. It's not like it lights up. Yeah, it's just it's like, like blood, blood fills red, his eyes. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, very, very cool. They're bloodshot, I guess. Yeah, you all of a sudden it goes from white eyes to bloodshot. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And then you get a bonus, a huge bonus at the end. This amazing, gorgeous art by art and written by Matteo Scalera, and this has this Frank Miller yellow bastard like feel to it with just black and yeah, white silhouetting. Definitely reminded me of Sin City. Yes, the yellow bastard comes right yeah. into my mind. But Matteo Scalera's art is amazing. You got to put your eyes on this. It's gorgeous, and it's a little bit of a sort of confusing tale of must be back in sort of the Viking days of these of these two women, ultimately this one woman telling this tale of how she feels. A sort of impending doom upon things she's done in her life and she's made a lot of mistakes and there's even a crow that speaks here and the and the, the speaking eyes. captions yeah the yellow eyes the speaking captions are in yellow so it's black and white like nicholas scott style with that sort of splashing of color in there and it was a little confusing to understand this but after reading it three or four times you kind of have to pay attention more to the imagery than what's being said yes i read it and um and it is a little confusing if you just pay attention to what's being said you kind of have to put a story together from the images, which is which is cool. I think that was like you know really interesting, uh, in, an interesting way to add in a little, you know, snippet. I say very well said, because I, I find I read comics two ways. I I will read it as just visually and not a single word first. Yeah, that's I, just the way I do it. Yeah, so that pieces some of the story already together for me, and then I read I, I the had words. I reread and, this one. I I generally only really like pay attention to what's being said mm-hmm. and then I glance the picture and kind of absorb it as fast as possible to, to keep the story going. Nice. I guess that's the way I read is I, I focus, that's focus more on words. Um, I focus more on art. I do the other way around. So I, I had to read this one twice. When I read nice. this one I had to, I had to look at the, the, the pictures and kind of like, yes. you know, put the, the, the narrative together I guess is, right. is a better way to say it. But it, it basically tells the tale of another Crow character and how she is on her tale of vengeance for this woman that's in the panels just sort of commiserating about some of the horrible things she's done in her life. And uh, will she will she live through that? Will her yeah. past catch up to her is kind of what she keeps talking about. And great cliffhanger at the end mm. with a gorgeous piece of art. Yeah, which that's, that's good. I posted on, on Instagram, actually, the, the last page of this, which now I'm thinking about it, I kind of spoilered it a little, but... It leads into the next <laughs> episode. It doesn't really end from there. But Matteo Scalera, holy moly. Beautiful, beautiful art. It's gorgeous. Anyway, The Crow. Check it out. Grab it. Memento Mori, issue number one. You you like to know when those new issues are coming out, right? So the you can jump right out of the number ones. Yeah, this is definitely one you can jump onto. Do it, do it, do it. Especially if, you see, if you've seen the original movie. Uh, you know, it makes it, you long def- for it. It makes you kind of, yeah. It's a little reminiscent of that original movie. Thanks for coming back to that, man, because uh, 
like I said, I was a big fan of Brandon Lee, and it still sort of affects me. I was such a fan, and I've seen all of his movies. I just recently watched a movie on Amazon, which I'll throw a little shout out there really quickly, that uh, he did. Uh, they finally put. It was done in 1986. It was nice that they just kind of threw it on Amazon recently. But it's, I, I want to say it's called um, Legacy. Uh, I'll get the title here in a second, but look up Brandon Lee. And um, yeah, so anyway, he's in my brain, and it'll make you long for the original Crow movie and to want to go look at the original James O'Barr Crow uh, and live a little in the dark for a while. It's a cool place to go as long as you know where the light is. Legacy of Rage. Thank you, Legacy of Rage, which is one for some reason I missed. I, I've seen Rapid Fire and The Crow and his other things I did. Um, uh, it's Shang, Shang, what was the other one? Um, Showdown in Little Tokyo. So, uh, yeah, he did a few movies in the action genre, The Crow being his best piece of work easily. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, 25 years ago that he passed, crazy, tragically passed away, yeah. Brandon Lee. But anyway, back on to the countdown. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in at number two is Exo Man of War, issue number 13. And this is from Valiant Comics, and this is art by, oh, man, gorgeous art, Ryan Bodenheim, who was another contender for art winner of the week, yeah, for sure. Yeah, too. And written by Matt Kint. So what did you think, Jables? I know you came in a little cold, not reading yeah. the other Exos, but coming in cold, what was your impression of Exo Man of War 13? This was a, this was definitely an action-packed issue. Uh, you really see, because the exosuit really, like, you could, his, the exosuit's, like, abilities are on full display here. Yes. Like, he goes all out and, like, really kind of messes with these guys. I, I, right. I don't really know where these, these villains came from, but the they stood hunter. their own. Yeah, they stood yeah. their own against against this crazy Iron Man-esque, Blue Beetle-ish type yes. suit. Kind uh, of the both combined, little yeah. Venom in there, too, right? Yeah. <laughs> and symbiotic. It, it's, a cool, it's a cool way to, I think, like, you know, propel this kind of character into... What like what's he gonna do next? Cause like, yeah. um, this wraps up an arc pretty well, especially yes. the there's a a conversation at the end between Arik and <clears throat> I think your name's Scone something like that. Oh um, uh, yeah, his, his love his, interest. Like, yeah, his love interest. Yes. Uh, on this planet, and he's like bouncing, and it, it was yeah. like you know a real good wrap up to like like later, and then he, <laughs> he dipped, you know like. <laughs> Yeah, summed up very well, yes. I mean, seriously, action-packed in this. I love that uh, this, it does come to kind of a hard arc end here, and we are going to see sort of a new uh, exploration in Exo, because this was where he goes to this other planet, uh, which he leaves Earth, and they don't really uh, explain it, and they definitely hard explain. Heart-wrenching. Heart-wrenching has to do with, uh, you know, a love interest in his life, and some some tragedy that happens. So they, I love the way Matt Kent sprinkles sprinkles it is is flashbacky, right? Yeah. And kind of tells the tale as it's going along. So well paced in its writing. Yeah. And he's he's aged, and you can tell. Yeah. You know, time has passed. So he's been on this other galactic romp here, trying to set this planet right. And man, he's had problems along the road. And this is this bounty hunter group that a group yeah. of badasses that yes, they are formidable and yeah, they they really they hold put their own. To the test, but he he handles. Yeah, great fight sequence, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, real good fight, fight Amazing sequence. action. At, at the core here, I think it's like about resolution. It's about him sort of wrapping up things and deciding yeah. where his place is in, in the universe and what he wants to do next. Yeah. And he much very Forgiving clearly... Forgiving himself too, I think. You know, yes. A little bit of that. Because it was definitely hinted at with those flashbacks in the beginning too. This was like a galactic therapy romp for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was off tearing shit up and <laughs> off world. Now he's come back, you know. 
So is he coming? Back? I mean, I don't even know. Yeah, we don't really know as yeah, to he's, where he's he, taken off. Yeah, he's really like, know. I'm off planet. Uh, planet Azure is uh, pretty good. He leaves it in, in relatively decent. Well, yeah, hands. I mean, this his his love interest explains like you know all the good he's done and like that by him leaving, it's like you know it's cool, it's all right, you know <laughs> you can good. take off. You guys got this. Yeah, <laughs> you can run the planet now. Otherwise, I got to come back with my awesome armor and destructivate yeah, you again. I'll kill all you guys again. Right. So be good, or death will come back. <laughs> that is <laughs> Eric, Eric of Dacia from Exo Man of War. But yeah, fantastic top pick. It's been a top pick in the past. These last 13 issues have been great. Uh, the building of the, the Bounty Hunter, Hunter team was like a side two or three episodes. You should definitely go back and read those, Jables. Uh-huh. And all of you, it's fantastic. But here we go now. On to the number one. The one that's beat them all. The champion, the numero uno, the top of the mountain, the head cheese. Give me one. Uh, the Great Bambino. The Great Bambino. <laughs> the number one comic of the week. Our top pick of the week. <laughs> Give me one more, Jables. Give me another one. Give me another one. Yet last week I went Rocky. I was all... The Count of Monte Cristo. The Italian <laughs> Stallion. Weighing 202 pounds. The Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's a... Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I, I gave my best one. I can't Failed. think of anything. <laughs> Bingo! You can just name out random. Okay. Uh, the number one is Moon Knight, issue number 193. Of course, from Marvel Comics. Artist winner, cover artist of the week from Jason Burroughs. Follow him on everything, by the way, at Jason underscore art. I do believe that's what it is. I have it written down here somewhere. Jason with a C and an E. Thank you. J A C E N underscore Art, yes, that's uh, where he is. And uh, um, written by Max Bemis, who's done a ton of stuff. And I love his writing. But Jason Burroughs, art winner, cover artist winner. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Coming in cold, Jables, 193 of Moon Knight. Give me your impression of this. Uh, I actually read the last arc, the one before this, I think. The Greg uh, Smallwood art versions I kept being a top pick constantly and art winner. I read that arc. Oh, my God. Um, So good. But uh, this was the end of an arc, so I came in yes. a little cold. But uh, it, it was action-packed. There was this fight that I thought was great. And, and Holy I, crap. I'm kind of a big fan of those depowered fights. Like, there was an, an issue of uh, Spider-Man not too long ago where it was Peter with no powers. Norman Osborn. And Norman Osborn with no yes. powers. And they were just squaring off. And I love right. those fights for some reason, like, just because it's it's it shows the will of the person you know, without their abilities and to see, like, you know, if you can push it that far and if you can actually succeed without your advantages. And so it was kind of cool to see um, Moon Knight, who I don't even really think he has powers, right? Like, he generally is just a rich guy with a bunch of gadgets. No, Khonshu has infused into him, like, a healing ability and, yeah, and and amazing fighting skills. Seems like that all went out the window in this issue. In this fight, you're right, the depowered fight scene between him and Ra, because Ra has, like, the power of fire and the sun, and so, yeah, they had that uh, fight club kind of style moment. Yeah. They were in a ring, like a ring of fire. They fought. That, that was probably my favorite part. Was the burning ring of fire? Yeah. <laughs> was was that whole fight scene, and then like, uh, you know, Moon Knight gets kind of put on his ass, and then yeah. uh, he he kind of reinvigorates and like figures out, you know, what he's fighting for, and and sort of yes. you know has this moment of clarity, and then beats the living crap out of this guy. So yeah. It is like uh, Rocky has a moment, you know, with with his wife, and his wife, you know, ends up telling him, "Win, Rock, win." Get up, get 
Get up, Rocky. <laughs> Thank you, Adrian. I'll, I'll, be, I'll, hit his, I'll hit his face a lot. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. Maybe he'll fight Apollo. Maybe he won't. I don't know. <laughs> they do a great job here of making you think, like, Moon Knight could not win this. Oh, yeah. I thought he was going to Like, die. this is not looking good for our superhero here. I, I think he's going down. And and they they sort of play around with his, sort of his confidence. Yeah. Because that's what Raw did here. It was here. character building. It was very definitely, like, they... they redefined i think in in uh what moon knight's sanity yes really kind of means to the character yes. which it's it's a superpower I yes guess, right? that like, you got it his, his you craziness got is actually what his superpower is it's the, the last arc did all this about separating his personalities yeah. him understanding the personalities and that depowered him a bit yeah. and then now he sort of realized that part of his insanity and what Kanchu has given him is his superpower. Yeah. Without that, he's powerless. Yeah. So it's like an embracing of who he truly is deep down inside and knowing, yeah, I have multiple personality disorder. Yeah. And I've got this weird uh, Egyptian god that gave yeah. me some weird powers. I'm also really yeah. rich and I like to wear a lot of white things and throw sharp white things at you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's who I am. That's me. And then also in the last few issues, he has a daughter. And so he realized deep down inside that's something that gives him this inner strength, this will to keep yeah, going. Hope to yeah to fight. It was it was definitely uh, that that moment you talked about it earlier in yes, the podcast. Yes. Tell that's, me that's a real great moment, even art wise and story wise. Like you know where all his sort of other personalities are like, come on, like help him. Yes. But he like the the um, Conchu kind of was like he has to do it himself. Yeah. Like you know he has to realize that this and this and this. I don't want to. It's a real good you know, page of, of stuff. Yeah. And then they, all his, his, uh, personality sort of realized like, Oh, and then like, like we're all part of it. <laughs> yeah. Like we all have to be crazy together Yeah, to, for him to tr- like, that's what that's, I just thought of it now. Like that's what Kanchu was a saying. Backwards, like way of thinking about like, you know, like what's good for this character. Right. You know what I mean? Like the, it's in a way like uh, Lady Thor, Jane Foster, and uh, her having Mjolnir with yeah. no ca- being cancerless, right? Yeah. It's like being Moon Knight is not good for him yeah, mentally, it's, it's psychologically. Bad, but, you know, you're... But he hero. has to do the right <laughs> thing. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. That just came to me it's now. Interesting. But Yeah. <laughs> but, man, Moon Knight, uh, this has been a slow burn, but it's like been getting better and better leading to this particular issue. So I definitely recommend reading the last few. It's been great. New bad guy with Raw. I mean, it's just been... It's been surprising like i said this very emotional journey that moon knight goes through here it's just it's absolutely wonderful by the way there's torture in this the violence in it very brutal very shocking yeah i was like man some of the the, when the lady the the, like older lady had those like needle knitting pins and was like and they carved like his back up with the the sun sun. i mean it's uh yeah it's not for the faint of heart it was like a very rated art of the moon knight comics are they're yeah. pretty they're pretty brutal this one kicks it up a notch but yeah. you're right it, wouldn't this be the greatest netflix show ever it would it would be pretty good I, I could see him um i could see them really doing well on that like that marvel netflix universe like it could really right? do something with it think of this visually yeah. how stunning it would be i see rooftops and night times and moon in the background yeah. i mean stark white kinda, outfit if you go and watch legion it's right. very similar well i get upset with legion in that uh, there is never sort of a conscious moment. It's all sort True, of unconscious. It's all, yeah, just... This to me seems more findable, reachable, understandable yeah, yeah. than Legion. There's at least a narrative. Yeah. With Legion, I couldn't identify what the hell is going on until like I finished it. 
Then I was like, oh, okay. I and it pairs it, the know? show with the new latest comic Legion that yeah. came out. It's like still like, what am I looking at? I'm, I don't understand. And I get you get frustrated. This is reachable, understandable, yeah. and a multiple personality disorder is the sort of whole thing. Um, and lovely. Anyway, yeah. top notch, A plus, number one pick of the week. Fantastic stuff, right? Yeah, it definitely. It, it deserved. It earned its spot. Thank you. Say. Fantastic. So. There you go, folks. That's the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 150. Jables, lock the vault door. Yeah. I actually have a sound effect for that. Oh, so yeah. What the hell are you, you making just me had do this for? Really, I just wanted you to just wanted you to. Yeah, well, this is Bill. I'm out of here. <laughs> Sit down. Anyway, those are our top comic book recommendations for New Comic Book Day, March 28th. Please go to a local comic book shop. Uh, yeah, definitely go to a lo- We've been going to, well, I mean, you have. I've been going to a lot. But mm-hmm. we just went to WonderCon and stuff and seeing all that, that whole scene yeah. of, you know, being around comic books and stuff really reinvigorated that for me and, yes. and you know, made me want to read a little bit more. So good, definitely stuff like that. Um, but yeah, if you have any questions, Support. comments or whatever, hit one of us up. Uh, you can hit up my dad at Chris at SunspotsComics.com and you can hit me up at Justin uh, at SunspotsComics.com. Also on all the in- Instagrams and Twitters, which we mentioned. Yep. Um, but yeah. At Sunspots Comics. Please check out our blog at blog.sunspotscomics.com. Sign up for our newsletter at sunspotscomics.com slash contact. And tune in next week for issue number 151 of the Sunspots Comics podcast. I'll be reading, reading a list of 15 comics for April 4th with two new number ones coming out. So hopefully those new number ones are good. And tell Jables how they can give a little back. Uh, you can give a little back to us uh, here at the Sunspots Comics Podcast uh, by going to iTunes to give us uh, some positive reviews, five star reviews, um, and uh, and if you, if you leave a, a review on the podcast, we will shout you out. We'll read it on here, and uh, we'll give you a little something, something maybe. Yes, we'll mail you out a little something. Go to Instagram. I just mailed something out to Scooby underscore Doodles. Uh, mailed him out a little something. <laughs> Hello there, Scoob. Scoob. <laughs> um, so I will mail you a little surprise thing right to your door just for giving us uh, a five-star review with some positive words. Please subscribe. Listen in. Tell a nerdy loved one to check out. Check us out here at the Sunspots Comics Podcast. We'd really appreciate it. So in closing, thanks for joining, Jables. No problem, man. Did you have a awesome. good time? Yeah. Did you read some good comics? Yeah. Mission achieved. Mission accomplished. <laughs> So, until next week, spend some time with the ones you love and go read some comics. Not just you, Jables. Everybody. Read some comics. And then, read some comics with the ones you love. Yeah. Try that. Combine the two. I want to do it. We should just read together. (laughs) (laughs) So, stay nerdy. Same comic book or a different comic? At the same time. So, like, I don't know if I can do that, man. We'll do it. Let's just try it. Let's experiment in, in patience. Oh, lordy. We'll see. Turn the page! Come on! I'm taking my time. I look at look at the pictures, man. So stay nerdy. Be like water, my friends. See you next week. Bye-bye. Later.
same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Where the no further friends, the adventure never ends We will save the world somehow It's Sunspots Comics now Hey Jables, ready? Hey Hey, we should talk like this, a little higher <laughs> the whole time <laughs> What do you think? Let's talk like this yeah, sure. Talk. <laughs> Say some words. Say some words, but like higher like this. Hey. Not that high. I mean, just kind okay. of high. Generally high. You want to get high? Larry lusciously licks lips as he lingers and... I don't know. That's it. Little Laura lusciously licked Lisa Lampanelli. <laughs> no. <laughs> M. Moon Knight meanders... And makes malevolent muffins. <laughs> <laughs> malevolent muffins. <laughs> uh, one more, Jables. Mother Marsha mixed marshmallows. <laughs> That's <laughs> <what>? Meticulously. <laughs> Meticulously. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. 